I'm Matthew Broussard. And I'm Laura Sogar, and welcome back to She Does Stand Up 2. Some upcoming shows. I'm going to be in Buffalo at Helium, September 3rd through 5th. I'm going to be in Houston, October 15th. No, 14th. And I'm going to be in uh, D.C. October 21st through 23rd at the D.C. Comedy Loft. Yeah, why don't you ju- double check those dates on I'm his certain. website, which is bruceard.live. Oh, yeah. Look mm, at me go. Look at you go. So excited for our guest today. Matthew, want to introduce her? Yeah, her name is Jordan Jensen. Hell yeah. She performs at The Cellar. She's done JFL, and uh, she recently started opening up for Louis C.K. Um, she has one of the just best stories like just her life I mean, is she's very interesting. Very joke heavy, and she's but also very good at telling that story. Absolutely, one of the most interesting people. Yeah, extremely yeah. funny. Crushes no matter what. And she's just she does a good job at telling her story in this episode, and it's it's very funny. It's a very You're funny episode. Gonna You're gonna like, like it. it. So you you drop your voice on stage. Uh, I think I drop my voice. I think I've been like this is pretty high up. This is where I talk. And if I'm like in a really good mood on stage, this will in like really, you know, like manic and ha- da 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 da. But if I'm in like a, <laughs> you know, the sweet spot. <laughs> yeah. If you're in the good spot where you're like, I'm just having a good day and we're all in the same space mentally. And it's a, but if I'm like, I'm the performer and you're the audience and you need to pay attention to me, I will definitely drop low to this yeah. because it demands attention to have a masculine voice because of how society. our bullshit society is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I drop my voice a little bit, probably. I mean, you say I do, right? Yeah. You definitely do. It's so freaking loud. Well, I actually, like, you, you, you catch me consciously lowering my voice to sound You used deeper. to do it more. Now, you, now you're now you even a lot more. Okay. I feel like I used to get, like, um, more, like, ditzy on stage. Yeah. This is in such a short period of time, too. But, like, when I first started out, I was, like, very, like, uh, 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 which is not how I talk at all. And yeah. I've gotten funnier since I stopped doing yeah. that. It's the Miles Davis quote. It takes a long time to sound like yourself. Or yeah, like yeah. Yeah. I used to be so slow and talk really, really and thought I was really cool. And I would <laughs> sit on the stool and I would go. Did you? Really, yeah, I would be really slow. And now and then I got to New York and it was like, you have five minutes to do this open mic and tell people who you are. And it would be like, OK, well, da 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 And then and now I've had to be like, all right, you got to find like an in between. In between. Yeah, yeah. totally. And then in the parks, I was like screaming a lot, oh, like yeah. like so loud, purely for just being able to hear audible. Like I get shushed so much yeah. for being just, I'm just loud and I don't realize I'm being loud and my voice yeah, just carries. Yeah, I yesterday. So parks were just like, ah, this yeah. is my place. Yeah. Well, now I, mean, I have a microphone sometimes at like, like indoors or like even at the tiny cupboard and I'm like, oh, don't yell into this. Like, I mean, yeah. not the whole time. Yeah, like, yeah, totally. <laughs> you use do, it as a punctuation. You are a yeller in waking life. Yeah, I hate it. It's, it's so It's really crazy. Jack is like that too. It, it is, it's some people do, who, there was somebody else who recently was doing it. I wonder what it is. It's almost like you get pumped about what you're saying and then you guys are yelling. Yeah. Yeah. yeah if I get excited at all, yeah. like I will wake the neighbors. Oh, my friend Nellie does it too. She does it so much that I can just move my, I'm making my hand down like a volume mm-hmm. <laughs> and she'll just be like, yeah, no, no. And okay. And then I'm bringing it down like that. And she won't even acknowledge it. I'd be like, you need to shh. And she'll just keep the diatribe going. It's so crazy. But she's the same person that I used to call in college, and she, I'd be like, "All right, go ahead," and she'd start talking, and I'd just put the phone down and leave for like fifteen minutes and come back and be like, "Oh my god, that's crazy." I know, right? Yeah. Did you say your mom drops her voice? My mom's voice is like this. My mom it talks like this all the time, unless there's an animal around. <laughs> we all an turn into around. little like five year old girls, like, "Oh my 
I mean, it's so crazy. My sister's voice. My sister sounds like that. She sounds like this. She's like, it's like a lower voice like we all have, but it's definitely just a lot, you know, it's just a lot more like mean and catty, a little bit like ang- okay. ag- mm-hmm. yeah, like a California like a little, cashier. It's like a California. Yeah. Well, the thing is, we grew up in Lansing, which is like Ithaca is like the hippie liberal town. In what state? This wait, is wait, wait. Lansing, New Michigan? New York. Okay. Is so, there, there is another Lansing. Yeah. Okay. Lansing, New York is like shitty, trashy, nice trailery. So my <laughs> sister grew up more there. So her, she kind of has the like upstate New York kind of like accent. Which is kind of Midwestern. It's a little, for men, it's Midwestern. Okay. New York's for so men, funny because like so it's different. so liberal yeah. in New York City, obviously. It's like, Alabama up there. And then you drive about 50 miles out and you're like, whoa. Yeah, it's crazy. What the fuck happened? Yeah. <laughs> this is what you grew up, you still grew up in upstate? I, I grew up in Ithaca, which is like very liberal. Ithaca, Hippie. yeah. This, that's, like, oh, that's where it's Cornell Austin, is. Texas. Yeah, that's where Cornell is. Yes. But Jamie grew up, had a lot of her childhood in Lansing at my dad's farm that was like tra- kind of trashy. So that's where very different. What kind of farm was this? It just was my dad just like bought a farm when he was 24. and For like plants or like animals? There was like goats, a lot of horses. Yeah. Horse. Laura was a goat girl. I was a goat girl. She grew up with a bunch of animals. Yeah. We had a ranch is probably the better term. Yeah. We didn't grow crops, if I may. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, A ranch is a better term for sure. We didn't sell any of the animals. It was called Catfish Farm because my dad's nickname was Catfish and people would always be like, you sell catfish here? And he'd be like, no, God damn it. Why did I do this? (laughs) Catfish is such a nickname. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Catfish are impossible. They're the cockroaches of the lakes. They're impossible to kill. Yeah. You're fish for a catfish? I haven't fished for a catfish. Okay. Use I didn't fist. expect that I'd be teaching you how to fish, fish right now. You use can. Your, you right? can. You can do the like the grab them in the gills yeah. kind of action, or you can just use a you know normal fishing rod. But then if you get it out and you're like, I'm gonna eat it, it it's not effective. Like what do you mean? You have to like, kill it? How do you Yeah, kill they it? have a bone along oh their back. So you have to like it's a I whole a, I don't wanna do I, I don't need to give the list. You just Google it. Like <laughs> I have a tattoo of a catfish. Oh well I think aw. I I never, uh, we were like not, we lived in the woods, but there was no animal killing. There was no tree killing. We, there was like a very hippie. Yeah. Oh, Ithaca. Gonna, yeah. Yeah. Totally. I mean, sense. my dad was like, a this Uber was in hippie. Texas. So like, they were like, you should eat what you kill. Yeah. <laughs> or totally. like what you hunt or whatever. Yeah. 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 I was yeah, like, yeah. Okay. I can't kill it. What do I do? I grew up with a lot of hamsters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I had hamsters Because we got two hamsters and they told us they were both women and they were not. The, oh. the PetSmart employees are always litters. like, we don't care. Like, good luck to you. By the way, we separated them. It's not like we figured out they were, you know, a man and woman and we put them in uh, the same cage. We put them in different cages and the woman who we named Houdini would find Holy different shit. ways to break out of the cage and into the man's cage, into the male campus what? cage. Then escape I, that. We'd find her three days later around the house, put her back in the uh, cage, and then she three days later she'd give birth. I love so she how she was so horny. Yeah, the girl wow. was the horny one. She yeah. was like, "How you doing?" Yeah, and the guy <laughs> was coming named, in there. The guy was named. Hey, Cricket. you up? Yeah. <laughs> Every couple months, he'd just have a home invader be like, "I'm here for sex." Yeah. And he's like, "All right, this is a sweet gig." I just broke out of jail. <laughs> <laughs> in there. Yeah, I had gerbils that would fucking create these little babies. Little jelly beans, little, little pink jelly, jelly beans. beans. Yeah, and then my cat. One time, I came in and I found all these little tails and noses. No, all over the house. that's yeah, so sad. Terribly. 
It's gotta be so tasty. Yeah, yeah. In terms of like, a, a cat will eat like a fully like developed subway rat as yeah. a treat. Imagine the veal, veal of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Oh my God. As Pastor licks his butthole in front of us. He's so cute. So how long did you stay in uh, upstate? Were you born there? Is that where you like were yeah, like I was a child? Born in Ithaca. My mom and dad had a farm that they were before my mom with goats. became a lesbian. Yeah, with the mm-hmm. goats and the horses, and they had a construction business together. And then, um, let's see. Yeah, then I went to college. My whole family went to Cornell except for me. I went to Alfred, which is like a hippie Fuck ceramic yeah. school that I went for philosophy. Amazing. Because um, I went to a the I went to a democratic alternative community school for middle school and high school so that i didn't even have like grades i just had like paint finger yeah. paintings as, yeah <laughs> evaluations her fingerprints evolving it's great yeah yeah they're like jordan's a social butterfly in this class. that was literally like it was like evaluations it was crazy so i could only go to and then cornell was like oh perfect yeah yeah right. admitted oh, great thank god so then your I went grades to, were emojis i mean it was cr- i literally had like a fat it was like a scrapbook of our grades like and the i remember alfred calling our guidance counselor and being like what the hell is this shit is alfred your dad no alfred was the college i went to oh oh got it yeah yeah and they called the guidance (laughs) counselor and they're like we don't have any idea how to decipher this and the guidance counselor has to be like she's a pretty good student sometimes you know and then um gpa is a blue point smile yeah yeah and then i went to I farm. I organic. I was an organic farmer in Ithaca for like a year or so, and then I moved to Buffalo and started doing comedy there for a couple months. Wow! What wow. did you do in Buffalo? Uh, Buffalo. So my best friend in college, Helene, uh, had a freak cyst that okay. got. She just spontaneously became paralyzed from the neck. Oh down. my it was god! Crazy. Yeah. Oh my god! And she lived in Buffalo. She was about to move to New York, and then. So I just moved to Buffalo immediately and just was like, I'll just, I'll just vibe. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just hang out. Cause we were like, we were close to the, you know, when you're like, I was like, if anybody, we will just brain meld and I'll be her body for her kind of thing. while she gets through this beginning part because it was just too crazy. I mean, it was so nuts. Yeah. So we did that and I got trained to be like a, an aide so that I could take care of her so we could hang out without some other bitch hanging around. And then I started doing comedy and she would take her giant chair that was operated by straws into <laughs> open mics and they'd be like, God damn it, Jordan's here with her fucking friend. <laughs> with her goddamn quad friend. This uh, like science. Like, yeah, yeah. This miracle of physics. Yeah, totally, Chairs, exactly. just imagine. <laughs> yeah, totally. Into like a bar back room. That's yeah, so and they're like, we don't have a ramp. And now no, obviously we know we don't have a ramp. Goddamn. We don't have a liquor license, lady. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like, she writes my jokes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, um... And then I lived there for like three months, and then I moved to Nashville, Tennessee. Nashville, wow! I Nashville. So, yeah. so this is like you started after college, then, or what is the timeline of all this? In like I was context of it, three when I started. I'm thirty, yeah. so okay. seven years ago. I was twenty three. So you were I like, organic farmed, and then somebody. I was in college my senior year, and somebody was like, "I'll just follow you around and write down the things you say, and you can do them on stage." And Who the I, fuck is it? Was it a man? It was a man, yeah. Of course. And I was like, <laughs> he's like, maybe, maybe I, like, I could draw. I could do that. I could do that for myself. I don't have to have this guy following me around. Yeah. <laughs> I'll need a scribe. I don't know why. For some reason, him saying like, "I'll just write down things you say" made me realize I could do that. But that's what happened. <laughs> and then I went to jail. Oh, nice. For some things, I've been to jail like three times, and but on one of them, I got out and 
somebody was like, this will be good in your stand-up routine. <laughs> and then I just started writing stand-up and then I performed in Buffalo. I have so many like follow-up questions to every single thing you just yeah, said. That was, uh, that was so dense. Uh, let's start needed. with the easy one. You went into organic farming. Is that a big thing for you? I have a few friends who did organic farming and then they all like moved to Hawaii and do just ayahuasca now. So, um, that sounds perfect. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's an energy. It's an American thing that you can, you know, Hawaii is a whole American thing that you could do. Is that what you said? Hawaii? No, no, I'm just saying uh, the whole other thing, but like where I'm like, it's incredible. People are doing it now. White people are. Yeah, exactly. You know, I follow these influencers that I can't stop looking at on Instagram. It's actually like a mental illness. I know this entire family. I watched the woman give birth on Instagram. It's like insane. She went live. The Truman <laughs> Show. It hey, is the Truman Show. It's, it is the Truman Show, which is crazy. It's this um, whole, I know. And my whole issue with not issue, I don't really, I'm kind of jealous, but I'm just like, yeah, you could do that because the rest of the country has like a strong enough economic like moment that like you won't die out there. You oh, can just yeah, do totally. a cafe and tourist support it or some bullshit. Yes, anyway. it's very scary and appropriative and bizarre. It, yeah, but also looks fun. It also <laughs> looks very fun. Yeah, totally. I'm all about like have living a having living working at a hostel and living out of that in Hawaii for a few years to yeah. like well, have a lot of. I know sex. some people. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Wait. Organic farming. My mom was dating a woman, a very young woman. God damn it, she was like 28 or something. And she, <laughs> wait, how old were you at that point? Not that we need 20, to. Learn. Two or twenty-three, Fuck. yeah, that's weird. It was very weird, and she was very hot, very hot, and was like we would go skinny dipping together while we were at farm. But she owned a farm, uh, Cuga Pure Organics, and I worked for her. Okay, and just would, do, you, do you have like a referral code? I was. You're like plug the plug the brand. Yeah, Cuga Pure Organics. Yeah, where it's just like a save 20% off with um, Jordan in Paradise. And I was, I, I mean, I just drove these giant tractors around, but I would write jokes on the tractors because the tractors were so big that you could kind of, you should see the fields that I cultivated. They're like the zigzag awful. I did a horrible <laughs> job because the whole time I was like, yeah, then I can do this. They're like steering wheel, Jordan. Yeah. One job. Yeah. Inverting crop circles. Yeah. It's really bad. Don't They're operate really, you heavy can see them Every year the beans come in and it's like this fucked up. Um, <laughs> but that was in Ithaca. That was really fun. And then, yeah, and then I moved to Buffalo where, and I worked as a carny. Nice. Because Helene's job was she was a, car- a carny. So when she became paralyzed, I took her job. Got it. And then would also. <laughs> like nepotism, but like. Yeah, really fucked up. Really fucked up. <laughs> Some person who's been struggling to be a carny their whole life is like, God damn it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jordan. Is that um, like just setting? Is that a lot of just like. Setting up rides. Big, big lifting things. Yeah. Just moving stuff around, setting up. Yeah. And then like running the. I ran like the Plinko game. Mm. And the Ferris wheel, you know, stuff like that. It really is like, and then you just get fucked up later and you go on all the rides. It really was, it's very magical. Oh, that sounds, I didn't think about the after hours. Yeah, the after hours. And they were, it was owned, the like carnival Tiger was King, owned. Kinda. It's very Tiger King, yeah. yeah. And it was owned by a guy who was our age. Oh, wow. That was that so, makes sense. so fun. Yeah, I didn't think that, but that blast. makes sense, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't like there was a company who was like, where's the goddamn, he was like him being like, we're going to get fucked up later to play. And you're like, all right. And um, for the HR department was very uh, yeah <laughs> strong. Yep. And then did everyone um, fuck? Yeah, I fucked them. I had, that's how where I had my threesome was Buffalo with those carnies. <laughs> on and a ride? Uh, not on a ride. Actually, in a missed bed. opportunity. Yeah. Missed opportunity, folks. It was a bed that was surrounded by clown world. paraphernalia, but it was a bed. <laughs> um, 
Um, so when did your mom come out and what is the context of this? Like in so the my timeline? mom came out. I, okay. When I was two, they got divorced. Uh, my, oh, okay. I didn't realize it was so early. Yeah, no, they got, div- but she didn't come out. Okay. So then she dated men, dated men, dated men. She's just, she's very similar to me. She's very, she just sexual. She's just a sexual person. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. And I think she loves being around men because she likes doing the things that men do. Yeah. You or, know what I mean? Yeah. And hang. then she started getting, as I have been, as is now happening to me, poached by women. And men were getting a little bit too banal to her. She just was like, they can't keep up. I hate this. And the women were on her dick. And she's like, all right, fine, I'll do it. And <laughs> she got actively recruited. She really got actively <laughs> recruited. Yeah. And she like caved when my dentist, it was, I couldn't. <laughs> I was so neurotic as a kid that every time a dentist would go near me, I would run away as soon as one of the sharp tools would get out. And we lived by the dentist's office, so I would just run out the door and run to my house. And one dent- <laughs> the it dentist, it was crazy. Is yeah. you. And I, I remember having the bib still on me when I got home and being like, oh shit. <laughs> um, and uh, Tess was my, the one dental hygienist that came in and she showed me every tool and said, this is what it's going to do. And she didn't lie. Cause they would all lie to me. Cause I was like five. They were like, we're just going to clean your teeth with Mr. Scrub brush. And I was like, fuck you whore. That's a hook. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. going to hurt. And she was like, this one's going to scrape around your gum. Might bleed a little, might Not hurt a, a little, you know? And I'd be like, yes. Okay. We're good. Nice. And then my mom was like, you're amazing. You got my daughter to sit through a dentist thing. And then they, um, <laughs> we're hanging. I see where it's going. Yeah. And then one day I came in and, um, my sister, my cousin's sister had her ear pushed up against my mom's bedroom door and I was like, what are you doing? And she was like, mom's in there with somebody. And I was like, who's she in there with? And she was like, it's a woman. And I was like, oh, cool. How old was your sister? My sister's a bitch. How old was she I at that was, point? How old was I? I was six or seven. And so my sister is 12. So she, she knew like, what was going yes, on. Yes, yeah. she knew. And, she, and was like, she was like, this six-year-old, let's feed her the truth. Oh, yeah. And she was like, why don't you go in there and see what they're doing? Oh, my God. She's such a bitch. She's such a bitch. <laughs> At first I was like, why are you being so hard on her? And I'm like, oh, got that's, it, got that's it, a got mean it. thing no, to do Jamie with a six-year-old. Jamie is insane. And then I opened the door and I, and Tess, my dental hygienist, was on top of my mom. And I remember closing the door and turning to my sister and being like, why are they fighting? <laughs> and she was like, they're not fighting. And I was like, what are they doing? They're like, she was like, there's rolling around and i was like oh that's good and i remember like oh it's good that they're not fighting they're just rolling around that's fun they're having fun in there and then they left. they're wrestling they're wrestling yeah they're wrestling <laughs> how long did it take to process that i it, i was right at that age jamie had a really hard time with it my uh-huh. sister 12 would like, be 12. a really yeah. that would be actually a specifically tough time yeah because so you're like about understand. to get your period you're just yeah. like what but i was like oh my god i didn't realize i was like i get it i want to have sleepovers all the time with my girlfriend yeah. and they just get to have sleepovers that's great and I remember the mo- the thing that was most difficult for me was I couldn't figure out why it was difficult for other people. Like I could, I didn't, I could not get it. Cause my dad was so upset and Jamie was so upset and people were like, your mom, you know, people, kids couldn't come over to my house once my mom came out. Wow. Yeah. I mean, and this is like in Ithaca. Yeah. It was like, but that's yeah, so weird because you're like, I mean, I guess the marriage part, like obviously that's. It's the perversion. It's that people are like, well, we don't want my kid over at a pervert's house. Even if it is like, sure, they're gay, but they're Sue Cosentini is probably. She was with men for so long. She was the woman who was just like dating like young, hot contractors. And now she's with these like young, hot woman. It wasn't like a, 
a lesbian who had their head shaved since right where you're like 1990 this is, yeah they couldn't yeah. handle the the trend the indigo like girl the, shit yeah it was right exactly it wasn't like my mom it wasn't like my mom was with an old uh, two old dykes that were together and had kids in vitro it was like my mom would was that like, have been okay was that, that, that community fun. accepting of that? That's so yes. funny. Oh yeah, it was almost her her supposed promiscuity that bisexuality. Yeah, is like perverted to be. Huh. Yeah. So that's harder. That that's harder for people to stomach than just lesbian. Totally. Yeah. Because well, they're like, we don't this... know what she's getting into over there. <laughs> yeah. See, what I have trouble processing <laughs> is is like you've painted this picture of this community that's very hippy dippy, but also rugged. So I can't. Oh I yeah. I can't uh, extrapolate then also, where they like, fall politically if they'd be more liberal or. They're more... very liberal. They're just also cunts. Okay. Nice. You know what I mean? The small town people. Cunts too. Yeah, so they're like, of course we're very accepting. We love we love, you know, gay people and that's all wonderful and good and it's like, can I go have a sleepover at Jordan? And it's like, I think her mom is a little bit preoccupied with other things right now. You wow. know what I mean? Where it was like because mom was like single exploring things with women, it's like I don't it's nothing that I have against her. She's just, you know, she's going through some things. Huh. Maybe have Jordan come over here. We had an unstable. We were like the the Cosentini or the Jensen house was unstable because they were con- general contractors, my mom and dad, and they were like always with a new girlfriend constantly. Were they fucking uh, they were married people a lot? Was that causing any strife? No, they were fucking that young people, young oh, okay. hot people. They were like, they were like the they were literally were the ba- eligible bachelors of my town. They were like, oh yeah, yeah. Are they how young? Are your parents or what? What age? Mom's sixty three now. Sixty, yeah. Well, she just. Oh, so they had you at a reasonable age. Yeah, yeah. They just were really, like, attractive. Yeah. Mm. They were mm. very, very fit, very tan car- contractors. So all the women wanted to fuck my mom and my dad. I mean, it was crazy. It was crazy. What was this story? That sounds like a sitcom. To yeah. Be honest. I mean, yeah. It was I was like, you got good source material here. Yeah. yeah. Literally, um, like, write that down. What do I write about? <laughs> um, and they were fuck boys. They fucked everybody. Both of them. Oh yeah. So your so dad was in just competition as... with each other. That's so. Huh. Oh yeah. They funny. Were... Yes, my dad. Every woman in Ithaca had a crush on my dad. Wanted to fuck my dad, and if they were and lucky, then... they did. And all. And then the... they leveled up to your mom. Well, then, it, but they were like, <laughs> I. I mean, I totally would. They were insecure about my mom being his ex-wife. Sure. And then the every single eligible lesbian was attracted to my mom. I mean, she would have like lesbian potlucks. And not, like, huh? Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. Didn't she, there was a story you told me she slept with a no. married woman and then slept with her husband. So they both She slept with out a they married cheated. woman and then the husband was like, my wife is obviously attracted to you, so would you mind like Evening coming the in stage. and coming in and helping create the, my mom was like, all right, I don't want him going near me, but I'll try and help. And I guess, yeah, they had to threesome. That's so funny. Yeah. So that's definitely an interesting um, context for your growing up. That's clearly going to color how you, you know, just view the seriousness of life. You're like, we'll just do whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Well, then she met Michelle, which changed everything. Michelle was my other mom and that really, Michelle became like a very maternal figure. And how old were you around then? Um, Teenager? I was, God, the worst time. So fifth grade, I think. Oh, nice. Okay. Sixth grade? Yeah, totally. Oh, so she really sowed some oats because that's only like uh, four years of single before she yeah, met Michelle. It was, four to six years? Well, there was like, it was a lot of men. It was like probably, yeah, like four boyfriends she had. And then Tess was her first girlfriend. 
And then, yeah, and then Michelle was her second girlfriend. After Michelle, there was a lot of sewing oats as well. Oh, okay. But I think that what was, I think the big thing that was happening when I was younger, my dad was dating everybody, is I think my mom was very like, she just was very, um, she was very magnetic and petulant. She's also like a, she is an asshole. Like, she is like a guy. I mean, she's like a man, Mm -hmm. but she's a woman and that would piss people off. I mean, that was really made her life tough with other women in the community. Oh, really? Yeah, totally, because she just was like... But then when she met Michelle, and Michelle made her like my she mom changed into... changed her? Yeah, my mom became like a husband, Aww. and Michelle was the mom, and that was like helped me. Not... Jamie was kind of out of the house, but really helped me. And then um, they split up eventually, and then Michelle met Donna, became third mom. They're all very close. So Michelle's in your life. Oh, God, yes. Very yeah, much. Yeah. I, just, I mean, was that like turbulent and unstable that whole time? Because yeah, uh, I was turbulent. I had a lot of turbulence because I had like w- raging obsessive compulsive disorder because of the turbulence, is what mm-hmm. they say. You wanted some sort Stability. of control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was super turbulent. It was understandable. I'm, I'm over here like getting anxiety from just yeah. hearing yeah, you talk about it. it. I'm just turbulent. like, I'm like, you hear all this stuff. I'm like, it's funny. I'm like, oh, for an eight year old to be dealing with that. Yeah, like, both it your was parents a lot. are more interested in fucking than anything else and yes yeah. it was yeah. i think i would say i should amend this my mom was interested in in fucking for sure but she was the my dad was more of the promiscuous one my mom was more of like the woman she just couldn't leave her desk she was just the person surrounded and stuff and then going and working in the field and then coming back and then so when she did have a partner it was like what you don't have time for this you have two oh. kids you have a contracting business that is insane like trying to juggle that on her yeah. own as a woman where people are like i'm not gonna hire a woman and then so oh, when wow. she would have a boyfriend it wouldn't be like it wasn't that many but it was like what are you doing going on dates dude you know yeah. what i mean like mm-hmm. you're an a- very absent parent so i think that would create a judgment in the community where people are like sue cosentini's kids show up with like three almonds and a fucking couple <laughs> of screws and <laughs> she's fucking on a date with some dude right now so it was like that, but they were just, um, yeah, I mean, they're just wild childs, but there was, we had so much support from just like people, friends. I had so much support from ACS, the alternative democratic community school I went to. That was like, I mean, that school, like totally everybody became my parent and took care of me and it was amazing. Oh, but yeah, it was, wonderful. yeah, that school was, I mean, that's like the best school. In the what, world. what is, what is. Okay, yeah. just really quickly. Same what the question. fuck is this school? <laughs> like, is school this a public is, school? Like, Hogwarts? Yeah, I don't know. I went to public school for a little bit in um, Hogwarts. It is Hogwarts. It is a public school. It wow. has very little funding. The main history book is Howard Zinn's People's History of the Universe. <gasps> yeah, it's you have to all school meetings. There's a community court. There's no detention. It's like you know, I barely learned geography or chemistry, but I like could you know have dissected a pig lung and I have, we like raised all of our own food. We learned like philosophy and Socrates and music and like music class would be punk rock and flute instruments. Like it was, it was like an incredible place. And you stayed there from sixth grade to 12th grade. Wow. If you were lucky, I was, I got to do that. And what um, did they kick you out? A certain no, point? but it, you had to, it's a lottery system. Oh, so I got in in sixth grade and then just, you know, stayed throughout the whole thing. The guy who runs it is or the oh, Dave Lehman is Gandalf. He like is this 
wizardy hippie who just you know can like touch soil and moss grows out of it you know what I yeah mean? he <laughs> like, so, are you an elf <laughs> like, yes yeah it's very elven and uh yeah so that place really was very because i was a really troubled kid so my parents were like we're just gonna see if you can get into this school yeah and yeah and then did i went you, there did you fit in yes was yeah. it clicky was it were you one of the cool no, kids i was the cl- i've always been the class clown i was the class clown in elementary school but i was really chubby and i was like punk and i always had like dyed hair and i was really i've always had like a super bad depression and super just a little bipolar bear forever mm. so i would be really manic and really funny and then go into these depressions and i had i've always been really codependent with friendships like very i'm very social i have Right. So many best friends because I had to kind of live at people's houses growing up. Sure. So, yeah, ACS was like the perfect place for me because they didn't shame you for being super social. It was like, well, Jordan can't stop talking in class, so we're going to give her the group project where she runs the class. For You know what I mean? As yeah, every weakness is a potential strength. Yes. Yeah, yeah totally. That's it. So here, it's good to hear that done well. Oh my God, it was incredible. I mean, college was one of the, I mean, it was incredibly difficult and I had to. Yeah, what a harsh through. transition. Yeah, I mean, I could, the chemistry, I failed twice. There was, I couldn't, I couldn't, t- if you pulled out a map, I would not be able to tell you where anything is. I know I have very little history. What's so funny though is like, you don't really need to know. No, no. no not at all. <laughs> Were you good at math? Nope. But then you learn carpentry, which is to me like the purest application it's of math. It's extremely difficult. The math yeah. part is so difficult. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's so fun. The yeah, math but, part is like the Euclidean geometry is all of that. Yes. Which I'm good at Euclidean geometry. I'm good at like logic equations uh-huh. because that's really, but when it comes to like, you know, quadratic formula, I'm fucked. Yeah. But if you can do geometry, that should all yeah. be within grad. Cause when you did carpentry, I was like, Oh, we could bond over like, that's the, the Pythagorean. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. just looking to bond over math with like everyone. I am. Math is amazing. It's logic so equation math is so, I mean, I used to love doing the pages of like, the you know modus ponens shit you know what i'm talking about what are modus ponens like the uh m is equal to or greater than and like the logic equations that are like you solve oh yeah for the variable jim is three years older than yes than, than tina but tina's you know exactly eight years younger than yeah 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 Those that stuff's fun yeah, because there's so not fun. you don't there's not a direct route you just have to find what you know and how you can use that to yeah get what it's you need like to know. a detective yeah. work it's so fun um but yeah, the school, I mean, it was like, literally, it was, there was, I remember one time, there was like a fairy that we voted to, this kid was like, I want to paint this fairy on the wall. And we all stood up in the all school meeting and voted. And one woman was like, I think the fairy is too thin and promotes like a feeling of you did it. And we all like voted and we were like, all in favor to make the fairy a little fatter. And it was like, <laughs> oh, yeah. like literally that we just made that was amendment to make it fatter. It was like, and it was so now we have a little chubby fairy on that wall. That's it's really cool. It's a very cool school. Were you a, a fan of stand up growing up? Yeah. Yeah. Robin Williams. Um, and I, Bill Cosby, I was obsessed with Jim Carrey. Mm-hmm. I memorized everything that all of them did. I went and saw Bill Cosby. I Bill was before your era because you were younger than me, and I didn't grow up with him on television. I used to watch the Cosby Show religiously, mm-hmm. um, but it was old. It was like yeah, an reruns, old show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah, they put that on, and then I went and saw him at Cornell. I mean, I was obsessed with him, and I was obsessed. Robin Williams. I watched everything. Yeah. I memorized uh-huh. everything he did. Yeah, he's a genius. And I've always, yeah, I've always loved stand up. But then when Louis came out, I was like, oh, shit, I could do this. 
What uh? What special? Well, yeah. Like, what what was era? The, first, Louis? the first one. The first one. How old were you? Like what was like? I want to know what was the context of you like originally like being like stand up. Me trying. Bad, what joke was it? It was hilarious, know. right? Bag of dicks. Yeah. Okay. I know that one. That was when I started like listening to him, paying attention to him. Me and Helene, the best friend in college, we started listening to him. It must have been in college then. And we just, I mean, we memorized all of it and we'd repeat it constantly. And yeah. I watched it with my mom over and over. And and then when I started doing comedy, I mean, I just became fucking obsessed with that man. I mean, I yeah. watched everything he did. I watched that special so many times. And everything he came out with, I would just study his face. I thought he was just, I just was like, I know, you yeah. are, we are related. I mean, this feels so, you feel so familiar to me. And then... um Definitely my comedic voice was shaped off of that. And then doing stand-up in Nashville, I would just like watch him and then go on stage every time. Anytime I went on stage, I had watched Louie for at least 20 minutes. That's awesome. It was so crazy last night because he recorded that special and I watched him. And then I went to the cellar and I felt like I had such a good set. And I was like, yeah, because I used to watch him right. to get in the... And now you were yeah. like, what if I just go and watch him it was do so- a huge point live it was so surreal it was so surreal he brought me on stage at the dinner shows of the cellar yeah and i've always wondered like who do i sound like because you always sound like someone i'm like i'm afraid i know who i know who influenced me and i try to not sound like them at least in terms of vocal patterns and then i followed louis and i was like listening to myself talk i'm like oh he shaped the way i talk yeah like the way i say certain words i'm like that's pure louis that's yeah when you mutter things out yeah yeah it's so yeah, crazy. The rasp, everything. Yeah. yeah, he's. How long have you been working with him? I haven't since I got into the cellar. So when was that? When am I kidding? Oh, before COVID. No, no, no. Remember oh, me right, you're new. Guy? I'm what, brand new. Um, let's give some more context. Um, yes. So you started doing stand up in right, Ithaca, yeah, then expert. you went to Nashville, or you started in Nashville. What was your first open mic like? I went to Helium in Buffalo. Great club. And yeah, I did my open, first open mic and it was great. It went really great. And I was immediately just like, well, I'll do this. She so like had a great first experience. I think I went by myself. I think that the, the carnies were going to go. And I was like, just please. You were like, I yeah. don't need to show up with, and that with a bunch of carnies it. just out the gate. <laughs> yeah. Like, fuck me. And then I went and it was so fun. And... Then I went and did like Nietzsche in the punk bars scene in Buffalo. Where they How did have... you prepare for your first open mic? Or I guess you had that I guy following needed... you around. So you're just like, where's my script? Man? I would stand in Helene. I would park Helene's chair next to her pool and I would get in her pool. And I don't know why that just helped me being that far <laughs> away from her. I was like, all right, you're there. I'm Give me my pool. floaty. <laughs> yeah, right. And I would like, you know, I would say a joke and then like go underwater and like slowly come up and be like, was that good? And she'd be like, yeah, that was good. And I was like, okay, okay, you know. <laughs> and um, so that was great. And then, so I definitely used her a lot. And I would run it on people the same way we uh-huh. do now. I would just literally, I would tell a story and if people laughed, I was like, that is going to work. I also think I would, would just picture it in my mind and... I, um, I, yeah, I think I would, and I had these jokes that I've been saying about having lesbian moms forever, just like in conversation. Yeah. Yeah. When you hold your stock, like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. So I did that and then it went great. And then I was just hooked. And then I started working at helium. Oh, Oh, cool. That was great. The one in Buffalo. Yeah. Server door person. No, 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 no. Work. Oh, oh. yeah. I got, you know, passed there and was featuring and then. Oh, got it. Okay. Okay. Got it. Within three months. Wow. It was really, yeah. Was the scene very competitive? No. No. There was, was a lot of stage time, though? I mean, it's a great club. Could, a you, lot go, of stage could you go up every night? 
I could get to an open. I could get to one or two open mics a night. How okay, close are Ithaca and Buffalo to each Three other? hours. That's not bad. So that's a, but I mean, that's still a bit of a trek to get out there. I lived there. Okay. Sorry. I'm, I'm like, <laughs> she was in Buffalo by this point, right? Okay. I, was a, I lived there for like three or four months. Yeah. And then I would go up to Toronto too to do comedy. I mean, I was hooked immediately. Toronto? Yeah. yeah. Huh. And then my in October of that year, my dad passed away. And I had just started doing comedy. And I just barreled through. I just came home, did the funeral, and was like, I'm going back. I'm guilty wow. of that. When my dad died, I, I was in Italy and I was like, I don't want to get on a 12 hour flight and be alone with my thoughts. I was, I went and did a show, I think the next night and I was like, they're like, you can go home if you want. I was like, no, I, I need comedy right now. It's, That's the only way I can deal with it. It was the only, I did, com- I basically was like telling jokes at his funeral. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like I literally was just like holding court with, it's the only way to deal once you're, cause I've been doing that since I was a little kid. I've always used humor to get over all of the tragedy. I've always been yeah. a person coming. Well, it sounds like you had a lot of things to digest and you're like, how am I supposed to yeah. Yeah. handle all this? Totally. And being, I would be over divulgent because I would want everybody to, I would want to talk about what was happening. So I'd be like, you know, luckily you're not like that anymore. Right. Not a dude. I was <laughs> fuck, the other day I was over divulging so bad and I was like, you have to stop. And I just could not stop. But I was, we're not yeah. going to have to edit this podcast, which is nice. <laughs> oh my God. I'm so bad. What, who was I with? Sam Evans. I just was telling oh. him everything. And he was like, are you sure you're going to be okay saying all of this out loud? And I was like, I'm not sure, but here it comes. It's coming right at you. I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't stop. Sam was like, do I need to sign an NDA? Like, what's going on? It's a great It's a great problem to have for comedy. I've also found myself to just be too much of an open book. And yeah. there, I feel like there's things that I should be embarrassed by that I, I don't process that I should be embarrassed by. I mean, it's what's allowed me to get through some of the more awkward parts of comedy. It's also just the way that you cultivate. I mean, it's just. When yeah. there's somebody in comedy who you meet and they're closed, then they won't open up and they won't be vulnerable. I mean, it's just like it's it isolates the shit out of you if you're doing comedy because yeah. it's it's almost like you have to have that like I don't know. It's like my my friends in comedy that like don't open up and get vulnerable except for what they're on stage, except for when they're on stage. There's something like broken feeling. You know yeah. what I mean? I don't know if it's like the compartmentalization is. I don't know what Where you're like, you have to watch their set to like get to know them. Kind of. It's almost like, yeah, yeah. You have to watch their set to get to know them. I'm, I mean, I was thinking about like Mateo, how Mateo is such an open book. So open. He's so open. And when he gets on stage, he's in whatever mood he's in that day. He's not turning into anybody else. He just is exactly who, if he's, if he's talking to me off stage and he's like, I'm fucking so annoyed at such and such and and then gets on stage. He's hilarious and really annoyed on stage. Yep. And that's, that's what cool. makes it so funny is that it's like this, you know, it just is. Yeah, it's it's like the unabashed man manic. The, I'm going to expose what's going on because I simply cannot help it. I think. Mateo Lane, by the way, for listeners, a great oh God, episode we did with yeah, him. If you want to check that one out. It's a delightful episode. He's so good. He's, he's absurdly talented. Yeah. Like. Yeah, it makes me just want to quit. Because he's so naturally funny. And I wa- I was watching it. Like, they posted a clip of his on Comedy Central. And you're like, oh, he's landing so many little details. I mean, like, so many so, little actions day, and words. The other day, he just throws in spontaneously. He was like, da 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 going, going, going. And he was like, how come every dog in Brooklyn only has three legs? And I just, <laughs> I was like, how did you just, that was so good. And it was just like a little off riff that he did. It was crazy. And he never 
breaks. He never laughs at his own shit. And it's just like, yeah, he's epic. He's, he is epic. But yeah, he does the, I just think the open book thing, we will go crazy if we don't do that with each other. Yeah. I think that it is, I've seen people go crazy. Are you not? She's a German swimmer. And both of those things are very closed off things. And yeah. there was, in particular, I have a bit about her vibrator that I was not allowed to do for a couple years. Yeah. And then she started doing comedy and she's like, I've put out worse by now. Yeah. So I had like a really interesting, like I was raised in swimming and like literally I was really good, really young. And you go through media training about like what not to say and like oh, what to, you know, you who pays to see swimming, you know, who pays for swimming, Christian white suburbanites. It's a hor- it. it's horrifying. So Going, you need to be good. A good you've got to be a good oh, girl. Goody, goody. Like a really like. You can't have political opinions. You yeah. Can't oh. have, you can't be caught drinking. Like it's. Well, it's, I mean, under 21. I get the law stuff, but more just like needing to be very clean cut. And it's not like a distinct like like it's just like the culture of it. So like it's wealthy. Not necessarily. Yeah. No, not not. Upper well, like, it depends on what you mean by wealthy. Like. Probably very middle class. I think middle class. Like, oh, okay, okay. You, yeah. It's yeah. not like the Upper East Side or anything oh, okay, like that, okay. but just it's, very much like middle of the like. Where is there space to build aquatic centers? And it's in right, the suburbs. That's right, it. right, right, right. So, yeah, suburbs, folks. Um, lots of amazing people, very driven people, but very like, you know. Yeah. Don't, don't just. Probably a lot up. of closeted lesbians. And she's done it. a really good job of No, seriously. Up. It actually. Oh, yeah. It's it was very. Wasn't this like the first out lesbian? So, in, so in a that's actually teams? our. Um, that was like it wasn't like outward homophobic or anything like that, but it was don't ask, don't tell though. Not no, but it wasn't it was, like it would just people just didn't really, you know, come out, and then they would be like it would be like rumors and stuff like that. And now what's really cool is the sport has evolved. And now there's a bunch of people who are like in the Olympics, there were multiple lesbians. Yeah. Which is it's like any other sport. uh, Still gay. We're still working on. (laughs) Uh, uh, Tom, Tom was like the first out USA. uh, What's his last name? Luxinger. Luxinger. Yeah. But he's the first out national team member and he's my age. Is that just all sports or swimming particularly hetero? Um, I think swimming. Well, there's a lot of lesbians. Because it's like, I don't want to be around a lesbian when I'm in my bathing suit all the time. Yeah, I don't even think it's. I, I think it's more chicken or the egg. Like I don't. I don't think it's specifically the bathing suit thing. I think it's more just like coming from like the suburbs of fucking yeah. the south. Frankly, a lot of the time, mm-hmm. where mm. you know that's not the only area they're having trouble. Because <laughs> you know? I know some of my mom's swimming buddies, and they seem gay as hell. Well, exactly. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Been on there you go. <laughs> gay swim teams. I do like masters swim teams, which is just like a like an adult swim team. And in New York and L.A., the gay team. I mean, where else are you going to find men over the age of 30 who are still interested in staying in shape? Like, straight oh, guys don't do wow, that. So they work yeah. out real hard because they're wow. still trying to get laid and they still want abs. So you get you train with people who are really into it. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, they're but still waxing point being, body. it's very interesting to hear about, like, literally the opposite growing up experience where it sounds like there was a lot of turmoil, but there was certainly self-expression at the same time. Oh, God, too much self-expression. Yeah, a lot of self-expression. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. the German thing. Y'all are... Yeah, I'm they're the opposite of Jews. I get why Jews and Germans don't get along because Wait, she bottles German? up her problems. What are you? Italian. Oh, oh. Right, fair. <laughs> Loud as hell. I'm Jewish. You're Jewish? Well, no, but it's basically Jewish. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah just like... Like the idea of a what therapist is so wild to me. It was like, I just, I just say all my problems. That's... What's funny is then Germans have a lot of therapists. Like we yeah, just listen to your problems. Yes. Well, I complained to her. problems? Because <laughs> complaining is, is, is Jews love language. It's just how we, like my friend Danny, I talk to him all the time. And like, 
we just like it's it's a complaining competition. It's like a polite thing to do. I had to have a conversation oh, wow, where, yeah. with him where I was like, whenever you do that, you cause anxiety in me. Well, she's like, well, how do we fix that? I'm like, fix that. That's not. That's not the oh, goal. Oh, interesting, interesting. Yeah, where it's like this. I'm just gonna bitch, and that just makes me feel better. But yeah, then I'm like, yeah, but then it makes it. me feel worse. Yeah, because she feels the need to like try to help. I'm like, that's not what I'm looking for. I just want to just complain. Yeah, 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 yeah. It is like um, when you ask somebody when you're like, "How are you doing?" and they're like, "I'm doing good." You're like, "Oh, so we're not friends anymore?" All right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so it's you're like, on my level. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. I mean, if I call my friends and they're like, "No, everything's good. I'm feeling good." I'm like, "I'm asleep. I'm fully asleep on the phone." You have to tell me something fucked up that happened to you or somebody you despise, or I'm not gonna. Yeah. Compelled. You ever answer? <laughs> Block my like, number. Yeah. Someone's like, "How are you doing?" You're like, "I'm doing good." Yeah, that's like, always so, yeah, how that's, I answer yeah, things. Where like, I'm like, "I'm whoa, holy shit!" This is where the term "can't complain" comes from. Okay, damn. I slept eight hours. I'm complaining yeah. that I can't complain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't exactly. like that feeling. Yeah. <laughs> totally. And and I'll. Still I have fall. nothing to complain about. Is a complaint. Yeah. yeah. I'll still mind something. I always get something out. But yeah, it is like. The um, we were able to say everything that we felt at all times. We were That's able to great. be like, "You're stupid, your mom, you're a whore," and she'd be like, "That's right." You know what I mean? Like, you say, <laughs> damn straight. Was your community more buttoned up, or was that a cultural thing in that region? The so. the community, the teachers. I could say anything I wanted at my school. The hippies. The Fall Creek is interesting because it's like Park Slope. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they're all progressive, but they're way more worried about their kids getting going having good educations and being in safe spaces and so it was like I was a rat kid like I was a I was a troublemaker constantly right that was another thing that I wanted to double click on yeah the troublemaking to the point of you going to jail a lot more details oh yeah yeah. I mean that we just didn't have any discipline me and my sister what does that mean can I ask why I've never been grounded they weren't they weren't there they were just working we had no supervision we had fended for ourselves when it came to food i mean i would just steal from like pnc so it like, was mostly oh. theft then what, why did you go to jail is Are what i'm trying to jail? ask right now <laughs> oh jail which time i've been to jail three times <laughs> one time for a suspended license my license has been suspended it's such a boring times. reason boring. For sure. yeah i've been cl- i've been close enough to that yeah, yeah. to You're because both irresponsible, i had okay. um <laughs> what did i have weed uh a lot of weed in my car okay and um i that was i had paint all this red paint all over me and there was and i had an it was so fucked up and i had an axe in my back seat oh my god that's so funny because i was in the adirondacks and i had a bag of cops are like a bag of what a bag of wigs and a lot of cash and a lot of weed the cops are like we oh, have it's not what it looks like I was killing someone and fleeing they were so pumped like the adrenaline <laughs> rushing through these men it, I was laughing so hard too because I was I had been painting this craft center and I had I just had red paint all over me and I had these pigtails and these huge high water boots and I just I mean I couldn't get it together I was like this is so funny how much and the I cops was, are like this small town's gonna be in a documentary oh hell yeah God, let's got a Netflix God. series they were shaking with it was so crazy <laughs> and I thought it was so funny so I, I mean, seem it, crazy because I'm like, oh my god, you guys, this is. Fu-. And they're like, oh, you fucking, you're gonna laugh now, but we got your ass. And all I right, had pigtails. And then they were searching through the car, and it just was like cat. They had there was cash. There was it was like plants. It was like, and then there was um, 
I was an environmental studies student and I was living in the Adirondacks and I was collecting water samples for when I went back to school after the summer. So oh. I had a bucket of syringes. They didn't have the needles, but they were just syringes. And they were like, I mean, we have hit the fucking jackpot. This bitch is insane. And like, so I went to jail for that. That was hilarious. And then. You get to court. And you fucking like, tease. It was such a cock tease. <laughs> it was so, they were so pumped. Cop and then, um, and then I went to jail and I also had a suspended license then. And then I went to jail for, I stole a giant thing of vodka. Oh, and they put me in jail too. This, the middle one is definitely my favorite one. Yeah, the middle one was yeah, it was a good one. And um, what ages was this? Teens, twenties, like eighteen, nineteen, twenty. Okay. Yeah. Did it did it hurt your record or anything? No, 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 never. Okay. Um, I, and I've been arrested a few other times. But yeah, I just have a problem with authority. I mean, I was I've just been a piece. I've just been a shithead forever, and. uh so yeah that was the in the community it was like you could you can be progressive as you want but you're not, you're gonna hang out with if you're a rat you're gonna hang out with the other rat kids the only way i could get into the other kids sphere was i like you know stopped i started like reading philosophy and got really into it and then was able to hang out with like the more upper tier Cuga mm-hmm. whites is what we call them was it were they just rich was that the difference yeah yeah, it's funny how that works out mm-hmm. sometimes. Yeah. So what was Nashville like? So you so you had a good little burst of uh of a comedy start and, yeah. and then you a year a year later you moved to Nashville? No. So I was I had a really good little incubation in Buffalo. Lasting how long? Four months. <laughs> yeah. And then I moved to and Nashville. To anyone listening, nothing should be happening for you in comedy after four months. Mm. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Don't use that as crazy. a yardstick. If you have had Jordan's background, then yeah, maybe yeah. try okay, to go yeah. and map to this timeline. <laughs> um, it was nuts. It was like, because yeah. I was I dirty, mean, yes. so they just started being like, oh shit, we'll put her on the dirty shows. And then I was able to, it was really cool. And then I went in Nashville and start, and that moved pretty fast too. And I started working Zanies and... I moved there because I was going to move to New York and my dad had just died. And my friends were like, why don't you move here? Like all my friends are, you know, musicians. Cool. Um, Oh, that must've been fun. Yeah. And they were like, just move here and work at the taco place with us and hang out with us and live with us and do comedy here. Yeah. Just chill for a minute before you, before you go to one of the most insane cities. Yeah. With nobody, you know, and then, and just, Oh God. Yeah. That was probably, it was good friends. You have good friends. Really, really good. Yeah. There's, um, yeah, they were like, I forget what happened. They were just like, just come, because we're creating, they were like, we're creating like an Ithaca 2.0 in Nashville, in East Nashville. That's cool. Yeah, just come there. And it was so fun. I mean, it, I none of us can believe it. it was only a year that I lived there. It was, all my best friends are there. It was like the best Do you go back? Ever. Are they still there? All the time, yeah. I was just back. I was just back with Louis, which was really nice. Oh, yeah. neat. Yeah, oh, and they all met him, which was really fun. Oh, man, that's exciting. But I was over there for the pandemic a bunch, but... It is like, it just was, I had to move because it was like, I was the dyke comic there and I'm not a dyke. You know what I mean? Like That's it was like, tough. Yeah, you're like, like three female comics. Hello folks, actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it was like, shut up dyke. And you're like, but not, but actually I'll shut up. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> you love deep. Pu- look at you eating that pussy. I'm like, well, I'm literally holding a microphone. They're like, look at her eat that pussy. <laughs> <laughs> um, it just wasn't at a certain point. I just was like, all right, I've done everything I can. I'm, yeah, that makes sense. You like were ready so. to, but yeah, it was. I mean, I love love from the scene. Were you friendly with the comics? And, oh yeah, 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 all still good friends. Yeah, 
Well, it was great. I mean, I I met. We're all still very close. It's just the scene was like it's just you know a shit ton of southern white dudes and two insane women. You know. Yes. Did it reward the wrong kind of comedy out of you in any way? Did it? Did you have some habits you had to break? Yeah, I had to break. I was f- super dirty, but I mean, I'm still pretty dirty. But uh, it. I mean, more so it was just like I had to, you know, I got here and had my ego checked because I went right back to open mics. Yeah. And you were, you were there for a little while. Wait, can I get some timeline checks? Where, how, so you were in Nashville, what year? Uh, Like 24 to 25, 23 to 24. 24 to 25. Yeah. So that was, she's now uh, arriving in New York city one month and no, but what year, what like 20, so 20, I have no, you're younger than me, right? I think you're 2017, 2017, 2017. Yeah. No, you got here when we got here. 2017. Is that right? Yeah. Sounds right. Well, I I don't know. I met you. I did JFL in 2019. Yeah. So two years into being in New York. About sounds about right. Ish. Plus three years in the comedy. Four years in it. Three, four. 2014 is when my dad died. So you started comedy that year. 2019 would have oh, been five sense. years later. Five years into comedy, I think. It Got is. it. Okay. And so then yeah. you were in. So you right. moved here about 2017. Then that sounds right. Or 2016. No, it'd be earlier than 2016. that. 2016. Yeah, 2016. Yeah. I did okay. some bad math there. My bad. Yeah. You fucking you get off. Because I also started at 23, and I'm three years old. What a so. math okay. guy over here. Yeah. So then. Good age to start. It's a great age. Yeah. And then um, what happened? Yeah, I did open mics here. For a couple years. For sure, for a couple of years. Because I saw you. I remember I saw you at the roast battle. I judged you at the roast battle. And you had good jokes. And then Laura and I went to an open mic together. I didn't end up going up. And you did like the 10-minute spot in the middle. And I remember Laura was signed up to go. And it was one of those nights where I'm like, I'm not going up. There's no hope in this room. Like, I don't... like even Wait, the good was that jokes at the Brooklyn yes, Comedy... The, Fuck. And you went up and I you was like, who the, kill- she just played you? us like a crowd. She turned to like, you know, when someone turns a, a room full of comedians into a crowd. Jesus for a Christ. Set, I like, remember that. Rude. I can't remember. Can't believe oh, I forgot about that. But that was the, that I wasn't doing open mics. That sure, was. Sure. But at that, it was, but an, it was open an open mic. mic. Right, right, right. And right, everyone was. Yeah. Reaction. Yeah. Yeah. But and they we had just, had. Like, we're like, oh, we're going to keep an eye on her. Oh, cool. Well, thank you. Yeah. They had, they had like. A person come in and do the ten yeah, minutes. Yeah, yeah, right? that was yeah, there. Yeah. That was the whole shtick. Was it was like a mic and then one like good brutal spot. Room. Brutal room. Really I brutal bombed room. one of my worst. Like I was just like, well, they brought me up as they were like, this person is the important person it's to pay. Jordan, you know and you're I mean? good. Just, it's okay. fine. Yeah, it's fine. I was. It, we know I needed to bomb. On. It's fine. Yeah. But um, point is, well done. And um, I had to leave. I just. I'm just happy that. Oh no. Yeah. I'm just happy that we have good taste. Yeah. <laughs> so what were, what were your kind of breaks in New York? What helped you get out of the open mic scene? So what did I do? I moved here. I was just thinking about this. I did all the like auto shrunken head. I did like all of the like oh, awful brutal. Manhattan mics. And then Dan so Licata, s- who's friends with all of the Nashville people. Phenomenal writer, right? Like yeah. Alt fucking God. He was fr- friends with my best friends in Nashville. Uh-huh. So we all were at a music band show, which is my friends in Nashville. They were in New York. Dan Licata, I was like, I'm new here. I, and he was like, don't ever go to Manhattan to do mics. And I was like, oh, shit, really? And he was like, just don't. You don't have to do that. And that was probably like, you know, a year in or something. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, I should stop. What's the difference? 
it's just Brooklyn was like where the the, it, the community was, where the love was, where people were like working together. And in Manhattan, it was like scary and aggro. And we, I mean, I did like, that's how I met Jack was at mm-hmm. his one in the, there were Brooklyn mics that were in the city. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it was. Oh, I get what you're saying. Yeah. It was so. like, he, he was basically like, don't do the dog shit things that make you feel bad. Mm-hmm. So that that kind of moved me out of that where I was like, I think that's a really good point that I've seen. I mean, we have some friends who are really strong comics, but they I feel like they didn't like hit the like you need to like find the mics that are kind of your style. That preserve your self-esteem. Yeah. Like you need you need to challenge yourself, but you can't just run around hating yourself. I do love an occasional seller 77 to just kind of like. Yeah, totally. Hit the hard reset on your fucking ego and life. Just like you started in Manhattan, mics though. Yeah, we all do. I did both. Well, you all start. I mean, we all start in Manhattan because the Brooklyn scene is like too cool to. You can't just walk in there. Like you can't walk into Pine Box and be like, "Hi, this is my first open mic." You go to the whack (laughs) shit that's on New York free mics. Yep. Yes. Yep. You know what I yep. mean? And, and you and show like, up. The Brooklyn is there's some exclusivity, there's some hierarchy. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can... show up and you're like, oh hell no, this room is packed. I'm going back to Auto Shrunken Head. <laughs> and then slowly you meet, you know, and you do it and then you get used to it. I mean, Pine Box was the scariest place in the entire world. I Everyone said that. Everyone had, had the podcast a terrible... talks about that. Yeah. I only went there one time. I mean, I loved it. It was I mean I I could totally see once yeah. you're like in a little bit more but i went there and i mean give me the pandemic started one year into me like doing all this yeah so i was like well fuck everything like that's gonna be completely re-erased but i went to pine box once and i ate shit and i just remember so so like clicky uh understandably i was you know nothing on them but i was just like oh this place is terrifying i was in the click for sure but i definitely felt like this fear was you show up in front of your friends and you're like here are the th- new jokes that you don't that you know that I've written over the last week. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're literally watching my progression. You're seeing how much homework I did. Da, da, da. So it was terrifying, and it and your buddies would save you. I mean, I remember there was always like, I mean, weirdly enough, Jack was always the person who'd be like, "Ha if you needed it, you know. Aww. But it was, I know it's very ironic, but it was like people are gonna laugh to support you, but they're also gonna be honest. They're not gonna fucking laugh if it sucks. So, and then you care what they think. It's like if any comic is watching you anywhere. I still get more nervous for open mics than any other set. Absolutely. Yeah. Because who cares? People who go to clubs, they know to respect you. You're on stage. Open mics, no, you're showing if you deserve respect. It's horrifying. Um, She buried me at an open mic a couple of weeks. It was the first time that's really. It was really, really niche. Um, you say that you just you just had an interesting set, and I was. I was talking about. I was, I was doing some new stuff on swimming, which yeah. just which especially the timing right now, people like fucking listen to because I'm doing like um, Olympics jokes. Yeah. So, understandably, the comics but were like something do. new. Like, yeah. And then yeah. yeah, it's tough to just do dating jokes right after that. So, uh, haha, uh, fuck you, Matt. <laughs> I was also working out some material. Yeah, for taking, sure. But, we're uh, also just give me this one win. That's fair. We're also in such a period right now where everybody doesn't know how to get any information because none of us have the attention span to read. Mm-hmm. So when somebody comes up and says something interesting, we're like, oh my God, please, anything. Thank God. You know what I mean? Like, please just give me new, data. New, yeah, yeah, new, yeah. NPR new. is so boring. I'm, my NPR attention span's sucks, too short. Yeah. Talk faster. NPR sucks. New York Times is lying. Like nobody knows what to put. So when you, I mean, I've noticed this on stage too. When I start to talk about something, I'm like, nobody's going to fucking care about this. And I can see people being like, oh yeah, you're, 
NPR. They're all of a sudden I mean, like, so oh, bad. this yeah. news program, and you're like, yeah. you want a punchline? <laughs> totally. I could be lying. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah. I mean, I think even if you're like, I had a dream last night, people are like, okay, good. Yes, please take me out of my own misery for a second and tell me a story. <laughs> you know, it is like. What was, yeah, Louis was talking about that last night where he was like, he did jokes, jokes, jokes. He did COVID stuff. He did jokes, 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 and then did a COVID thing. And he felt as he did the second COVID thing, people be reminded like, oh yeah, right. You're a comedian on stage. And this is, these are bits, right? Right. And they fell out of their distraction from his just like, you know, diatribe. And I think that that's what happens. It's like when you, when you're like, who's, who, who here is on hinge? And you tell this da 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 da, and you go into your family and your life, and it feels captivating. And the second you bring up dating again or something like mask mandates again, people Too are general. like, "Yeah, people are like, oh, oh, right." That's something I've been figuring out lately, where it's like, I want to talk about dating and fucking and stuff, but right. I want the like vibrancy of when I'm doing something super niche like the swimming yeah. thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah well, and especially for comedians, where it was like they have literally never heard about this. Like yeah. there's no yeah. fucking way. Yeah. Like no one has written jokes on this. So yeah, you want, you want people, you want other comments to be like, they have that one bit about blank and people know who they're talking about. Yeah. You don't want someone to be like, they have that one bit about tender. God, like, if yeah. another yeah. swimmer starts yeah. doing, com- oh, I'll like kill myself. I another think you're one. safe. If another, like one of my peers or something like started doing talking about missing Korean. Olympic trials three times. Yeah. <laughs> missing making Olympic I mean, team. I had to open we, we get to Nashville, me and Louie get to Nashville, and Chance Willie, an incredible comic from Nashville, really he's a really great dude, gets on stage and, and he goes, so I have lesbian moms, and my dad's dead, and me and Louie were just like, what the fuck? And Louie was like, I mean, we were, we, I mean, we were like, oh, this is going to be so whack. And then I went up on stage and just addressed it, and we had a whole thing. And yeah, yeah. Chance Willie is literally like a, just a twin lost brother of mine. It's insane. Incredible. It's, it's like we're is he hot. I'm just kidding. He's like he just is like the same as me, but a boy. It's crazy. That's so funny. <laughs> it's really crazy. And um, it ended up being great, but it was like, dude, you, you, I'm gonna have to kill this kid. Yeah, you're gonna, you're have, gonna to have to battle at some point. Yeah, you yeah. should roast each if other. If it had been a woman, I would have killed her. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would have had to. Back to jail. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> this will be the most interesting story. Let me grab my oh. axe. <laughs> and my wigs. <laughs> the wigs really put it over the edge. Okay, um, so now you're in New York. You're doing open mics. When did you start getting booked on shows? And like, what was that? Oh, my first show that I was on was... um, What's that girl's name? Emily Panic. Okay. Mm-hmm. And she knew jesse darling rest in peace the lead singer of those darlings mm-hmm. who was dating my best friend in nashville so it was a musician knew emily panic emily panic had a show right she put me on the show and um and then yeah i mean it was just like i would do i i just i remember like writing the little calendars down i would be like all right we're doing like i remember in nashville it was like i had a bunch of shows and it was really exciting and then i got to new york and it was like the open mic thing. I was doing five open mics and I, I was like Usamaing it hard. Yeah. yeah. And I was loving it. <laughs> and I was <laughs> We've referenced so him nuts. every time when we talk but about that's like, like the standard for like grinding open mics. I mean Usama was a sick person. It was yeah, insane. I mean literally he yeah. like was, he was not anemic because he ate one bagel a day. Yeah. Yeah. And he was he was actually extremely kind to me when I, 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 Usama Sadiqi previous episode also Yeah, really take listen to it. I literally think about that all the time. He was talking about how he like wasn't eating and like was like mal like it was yeah, it was like seeing spots. I had to go to a doctor. Yeah, and I was like, and I oh, was, eat something other than a bagel. 
and, and I, I mean he wasn't he was sleeping on a couch every night he yeah. was I order Thai like every time I like have like you know a couple like I'm like oh my god I've had such a hard night like that's Thai like I deliver was, it please Mike fasted for 24 hours yesterday <laughs> and I fasted for like three and was like I'm gonna faint I'm gonna pass out somebody I'm gonna I'm gonna accidentally walk in front of a train <laughs> the, does anybody have some cake into. I mean it was cr- yeah it becomes an emergency immediately <laughs> so I tried to crazy. do a juice cleanse after I finished swimming and all my friends were like made it like a like an intervention they were like gotta stop the juice cleanse you are a huge cunt like yeah, yeah you did three yeah. days but that was I, I, we did three shit. days i did two of them with her and no no, no that was a different one that was yeah. the the master cleanse but I we tried were just the juice sleepy. one the juice one was weird because i was working out still yeah. and i was like yeah. our apartment was an opium den like we weren't even angry we were just like i don't want to have you ever done the master? Have you ever oh, heard of the master no. cleanse? It's spicy lemonade. My mom and a lot of coffee. I did a lot of coffee, which just got me through. But I needed like four coffees a day. It's just to not have good for you. I just tried keto and it was a nightmare. I mean, I like it. It feels so good at first because you're like, yeah, protein and fat, and I'm giving myself the things. That, and then your heart starts like racing, and you're like, all right, too much fat, too much stuff. Something's not right. Something's you bu- clogging. You bike around, right? I bike a lot, yeah. Yeah, which is like you can't really diet when you're biking around New York City. You need it's like fueling up on gasoline. I need just like a handful of cereal to just make it to my next show. Yeah, it is very true, and it's also I just live with boys. And they, I can't. It's the worst. Our metabolisms are so much better. They're so much better. I live with boys. Time. I date boys. I work at a fucking comedy club that gives you free, f- delicious food. Paninis, like, yeah. but the only way, my the best thing that I do is I is I do the intermittent fasting thing. But it has been so hard for me lately because I've been so um, impulsive. Like, okay. qu- like, um, man, I've been so. Impulsive. You really? I know. I know. I have no discipline lately. It's so cra- like yesterday. I was walking past this homeless man, and he, I was Where like, are we "Going if, with this?" <laughs> as it was crazy, I was like, "If he." says something to me, I'm going to yell boo in his face. And as I was having that thought, he was like, what's up, babe? And I yelled boo in his face. <laughs> and it, we, I was so shell-shocked <laughs> from doing it, as shell-shocked as he was, because I was like, that was that was one of those things where you're like, I'm not really going to do it. And I, you know what I mean? Like, it was crazy. So and lately, he's like, she's crazy too. <laughs> he, yeah, he was, I mean, I scared the Game shit. Game recognized game. <laughs> I scared the shit out of him. He was like, oh my God. And I was like, yeah, I'm scared of myself as well. Um, I was like, that was weird. That was unhinged. But so lately the fasting has been so hard because I just wake up and I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) but when I do it, when, when do you fast? Like what period of time? The morning. Oh yeah. I kind of do that too, but it's just like I'm in meetings. I mean, I fasted today and I'm like, it's three o'clock and I'm like about to faint. I I feed her. Oh, you want some food? I'll come Uh, and make her lunch and just be like, you need to eat this. Because I, I mean, get I up and I just immediately am on like, like call, 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 call. And I'm like, oh my God, it's two o'clock. Like, that's good. Yeah. The, the accidental yeah. fasting. That's I mean, how Jack I guess, is so skinny. But then I'm like a huge bitch. And then I eat one fatty meal and then like, yeah. <laughs> and then tie at 11. I know. I'm I like, eat the one big meal and I'm down. It's so weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's your body. <sighs> it's so, I just want to eat how people eat when they aren't food obsessed. I mean, we, mm-hmm. me and Michael are, Michael, my roommate are so, we're thinking about food all the fucking time it is so crazy to live with somebody and have it mirrored what you're yeah. doing you know what i mean it's he's like somebody active though and very fit right? i mean he has to work out constantly he's a mover right oh oh for his like own sanity he yeah i worked out with him and he I, i'm used to like pushing for a long time and yeah. he just he was i did like 30 minutes i was like that was really good he's like let's keep going we're not stopping i was like I- i'm done he oh like, nope, he works nope, out going. my roommates work out in so much and michael eats 
If Michael was here on this podcast, I guarantee you the whole time he would be considering looking in the fridge. He would be looking <laughs> at the fridge doing this. It's like crazy. He's rich. So, yeah. And so both of us are like intermittent fasting is what we have to do. We're both so food. I mean, I used to have like type 2 diabetes. I was a little, yeah, I was a little fat food junkie. So that's the only way you can let yourself yeah. overeat. Is by like is having like a set fast. period yeah. of time. That makes sense. Um, so can you talk, like, when did you move in with comics? Or did you live with, you lived with musicians in Nashville? So I moved here and I did the um, uh, Orlando Indie Comedy Festival, which was a nightmare. And then I met Ethan <laughs> Simmons Patterson there. Okay. Ethan is uh, the most wonderful boy who's ever lived. An exceptional human being. Yeah. And I met him there and he was the only lucid human being around. He was sober and amazing. And I was dating uh, a musician from Nashville who moved with me. And I was like, do you want to move in with me and my boyfriend? We have a third room because i had been living with an, an ithaca person had been yeah living with us and she was moving out so yeah then we moved in with ethan that was amazing and then i broke up with the boyfriend and he moved out and then nelly my friend my best friend from ithaca moved in like a couple other just like girls who are ithaca people who are yeah and then we just didn't know what we were going to do me and ethan because we just got along so well and it was so easy together it was ne- we never had any issues it was so wonderful and the only issues that were whatever happened we were with the third person and we ran this awesome show in our backyard and mike came through one time and we were like uh i mean we couldn't figure out who to live with us and i was like man if only mike could do it and then i was on the road with albert kirshner and he was like i think mike is might be moving to new york and i called him and i was like are you moving to new york and he was like no and i was like <laughs> shit well <laughs> if you ever do will you live with us and he was like i'll move right now and we were like okay <laughs> And then it was just, I mean, me and Mike are like inseparable. Yeah. Totally best friends locked at the hip. And e- Ethan and him have an, a whole different relationship that is just as close. And it's like the best. And then we were like, fuck it. Let's just move into a big ass house. Pay more rent. None of us are ever going to want to move in with partners. So let's just do it. So we got like a adult family home down in Ditmas Park, like with, you know, and it's we each pay like a grand and it's totally oh, nice. yeah it's amazing but it is like we will live with each other till we're 40 probably Treats <laughs> you know? great sounds yeah, yeah yeah that sounds yeah. like a funny yeah. household all of y'all oh seller God, yeah dude that is my one complaint sometimes i have to leave and go into my room because of the laughing we oh. have to not we have to agree to not rile each other up quote unquote <laughs> Because we'll be on the couch and we'll be like trying to wind down to go to sleep. And one of us will start saying something funny. We'll be like, dude, could you just please? We have to wind down. It's wind down time. You can't. <laughs> What's the thing with the dog? Don't. Don't, don't hype the dog up. Don't, don't hype, hype the, the dog, dog up. up. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love doing that to strangers on the street and then just. Bye. Bye. You have to deal with that yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> You're I welcome. To so many. That it's so the fucking up, yeah. best thing to do. It's just so hype fun. up a dog and yeah. then like have a great day. Yeah. <laughs> and are you still Bitch. working at uh, the art? Yes, I have it. To, I should not have agreed to do it. I do not need to do it. I do not. But it's the same job. Same job. Caitlin. Did Caitlin Palufa get you the job? Yeah. Caitlin is a fucking I am a pussy bitch. I cannot work for other people. I have my I had my own contracting business so I could show up at noon and leave at three. Like I did not do that because I excelled at carpentry. I did it because I can't work for other people. Caitlin yeah. is a beat. Caitlin has is waking up right now and doing art handling from ten to six or whatever, mm-hmm. and then doing comedy five shows a night. Yeah, she's booked a lot. I am so it proud of Caitlin Palufo. Previous episode as well. Another yeah, great one. Listen, we have good taste. I don't know, but what to tell I you. ain't that. <laughs> 
I can do the six shows. I can do the, I can do the, but I can't. And then sleep all day. I sleep all day. That's I'll sleep schedule. all day. Yeah. That's what I have to do. Yeah. And so I'm about to do the art handling gig and it's going to be fucking brutal. I don't know how she does it. And then she. Do you need to anymore? I don't need to, but I yeah. agreed to it. And with, with, I guess with Louie and, and, and comedy. It's yeah. I mean, with, with Louie and the seller and the savings from unemployment has been. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because I got the like 10,000 and one. Cause I didn't mm. get any for the whole time and I would just, you know, yeah. eat very modestly at home, sweet potatoes and stuff and was just saving from the contracting business. And then my mom was like, I think you can get the money even though you don't pay. Cause I didn't pay taxes cause I was under the table for long, so long. And then I got, they were like, yeah, you can have the money and just put 10,000 in my account. And I was, was like, sweet. Oh, what? Shit. I but also I, got unemployment. It was all, it was like, this is a lot of money. But did you get it all at once? No, I got some back pay, which was nice. But then I started, I got weekly and it was like, it's a lot of money. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. I'm still getting the weekly. I, I, ch- I was like, it was getting so inconvenient to go in and figure out which days I, I work. And I was like, and I don't want to get in trouble in case like I, I mess up and yeah, I mean, the checking, but I'm yeah. fine with getting in trouble. Obviously, <laughs> We know Yeah, <laughs> I did the taxes and they took like a tiny, but it is crazy. And it, it is also funny how much mental health increased with everybody who was getting unemployment. And it was like, oh shit. So many people yeah. are now going to therapists and on 20 milligrams of Prozac and now their relationships are where, and I'm like, like there was obviously the people who fell apart in the beginning, but now with the money, it's like, yeah, just, we just need a little bit of money. We just yeah. need a little bit of security. Yeah, absolutely insane. But, but how, it is, yeah. So I how don't need food, to. shelter, water, all those things. Help so you're people. Finally, yeah. You're finally at a quit your day job status and you're not, you know, know, that's the big moment. I people know. Like when, when could you quit your job? And my advice is wait Get until fired. you're fired. That's yeah. always my advice. That's what happened really? to me. Yeah, I, I, I held on to my job for as long as I could, and it was it more or less comedy just made me so bad at my job that I eventually fucked up so bad that they had to let me go. Yeah, that's what's happening. It's really hard. But that's yeah. what's happening now. Yeah, it's good. I will. It's great. I will sleep through the shit that I need to not be. You know what I mean? I mm-hmm. will just because I'm gonna get home from the cellar at one a.m. I'm gonna have to leave for the thing at eight a.m. I'm gonna admit there's oh, gonna wow. be a. It just doesn't. I will just sleep through it, and they will be like, "She's unreliable." And the next time they do an install, yeah, that is exactly what'll happen. So you you put art in people's homes or in galleries? The a museum. A museum. Yeah, the poster house museum. So it takes a lot of like. Brute and would brute they want and a comedy show there? I don't know. No, I don't think so because it's very, it's a very strict. Oh, German. Well, yeah. Oh, mm. bother them on that. <laughs> but it hey. is like Caitlin is Caitlin is. I texted her the other day and I was like, I don't know how you're doing this. I mean, it's so crazy. She, she doesn't. I just do what she tells me to do, and She's I, a I bull. She's a bull, and yeah. I'm just good at carpentry. So they're like, Jordan, you just build that thing over there, and I can do it. But she's doing like insane measurements. And do you still do carpentry for fun? No, absolutely not. No, okay, absolutely carpentry not. Is, dude. Absolutely not. Carpentry is something that I learned when I was eight because my parents forced me to, and I have been doing it my entire life, and it is not fun. But <laughs> when fun skill to have though, I yeah. mean like a nice backup, like, yeah. When somebody pays me, it's fun. Like when sure. I, I get like, you know, commissions go, and whatever. Yeah. Like, I mean, building houses is fun. Anything besides building houses is just dog. You've shit. built a house. Yeah. I mainly have built houses. Yeah. What the fuck? Like framing houses and, and foundation and. Oh, the easy part. Got it. Right. That to me is the easy part because it's not the finished work. Yeah. Oh, anyone can do that part. Yeah. That's I'm the over best here part. like so proud that we assembled those stools. I'm like, like, do you like my Pokemon sculptures? 
<laughs> <laughs> the house part is way easier than those sculptures. I disagree. I with don't that. know it's if that's big. true though. <laughs> when you when you if you mess up one little detail, the you can fix it. Oh, but it could be so catastrophic. You can fix it later. You can always fix it later. That's what about <laughs> the cabinetry shit. Fuck that shit. That's chaos. Like drywall nightmare. But framing a house out, you can just smash that shit back into place if it's out of plumb at some point, you know? Mm. But finish work, horrifying. Well, listen, I would never have thought that to be the, the case. I know. It's very interesting. <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, I don't mean to ask this from a place of like, how'd you get that? But like, what was uh, what was Louis' first encounter with you? And, and how did that conversation start that you, that you got to start opening for him? I just was a little mean to him. <laughs> and uh boys boys love that i can see that yeah Yeah, i mean i think i wasn't afraid of him i'm on prozac which is like a beta blocker so i don't really have fear impulse at all Uh uh-huh um uh, so i just did i went up after him a bunch of times and at one point he was like can i give you a note on a joke and i was like yeah absolutely and he gave me an amazing note and then he got off stage and i was like can i give you a note and he was like yeah please oh my god and i was like do this and he was like okay yeah that's a great note and then and then we just kept seeing each other. We would joke about the audience being shitty and then we would hang out in the cellar until it, they were closing. We just couldn't stop. We just were inseparable. We just were talking constantly. And we just talk the same. And we just speak. I mean, yeah, he sounds exactly like my mother, the way that they talk. I mean, the constantly being like, well, the biological imperative of this is that. And, you know, people are like this and men are like this and da, 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 da. And, it's, and we would just like do humanity philosophical yeah. rants forever. And it was super. And then... um. Was it like really exciting though, just because you were such a fan? Out yeah, the I still get nervous when he says hello to me. I just, it's so fucking kindred. It's yeah. so, because of how much I studied him and how obsessed with him I was, and I wasn't into, I wasn't watching any other comedy but him. It was almost like, I, it was like a buddy. It was like I already knew him mm-hmm. kind yeah. of thing. So when he was talking to me, it was, it just felt very familiar. Yeah. He was so cool to have around during those. Because he came around during the dinner shows, and I've, I've talked about the dinner shows before, but it was when we were doing these shows at the cellar. Is that when you ran into him, or was it when no. he was actually back up and running? Yeah, back up oh, and okay. running. For the dinner shows, he would come and do these like nightmare spots with us. Yeah, and, like not bad awesome. an eye about it, and like wouldn't even like bump in. Like he would sign up with the rest of us and like respect the hell out of the light. And he gave me a note one night, and was just like really, really nice, and really loves comedy and talking His about notes comedy, are- dude. It's fucked up. He fucked. The other day I do this. I do this joke where I'm like talking about how women come. We if we say if we say I'm I'm going to come soon. We've already come because you guys will. I say like you guys will be doing good bringing in the rhythm section. I do like that. You know what I'm talking about? Where it's, I do the like this. <laughs> and then I would always say. And then as soon as we say I'm going to come, you guys are like, bring in the hi hats. Bring in the. And he was like, he was like, don't say it do the noises of the things like make it big and be like but and i was like why would i how did i not think of that and i like went up on stage and i was like i'm gonna try and do this instead of saying bring in the hi-hats i'll just make the noises of the bigger drums and did it and it just was like and i was like you motherfucker (laughs) it just all he's surprisingly technical when he discusses it and it's so cool to hear you love you i love because he's the most effortless comedian to me he's someone who like you can't see the jokes they're there and you have to watch a lot of comedy and do a lot of comedy to see what he's actually pulling off. Because he yes. tricks so many young comics into thinking they can go up there and just talk. And what he's doing is not just talking. It's so clinical. Is, it's so it's clinical and surgical. Yeah. Yeah. Watching yeah. him work out things and being like, I, it was better because I did the da-da-da-da. And having somebody 
get into the psychology of it with me. Like, like, um, you know, when you go up on stage and you're, and you say that word, that word insinuates that you have a past experience with this, which telegraph that shit gets me the fuck off. Like, I love that shit. Where you're like, you just tape it and send it to me. I just want to listen to your conversation. But it's like, yeah, but you know, I mean, it's when you, yeah, it is just like the, okay, for instance, Chance Willie went on stage and he does this act out of fucking mm-hmm. and he's making fun of himself. And I was like, Chance, when you do that bit, it's hot. I was like, you look hot. It's like erotic. And he was like, what? I'm like, totally make it. And I'm like, it doesn't matter. You're hot you need to make a ugly face. And he like, he was like, Oh shit. Wow. Okay. And he made an ugly face and I'm starting to tell Louie about it. And I'm like, right now when he does this act out, I told him and Louie was like that he looks too hot when he does it and he needs to make himself more ugly. And I was like, yes, dude. Yes. And it was like, yeah, it's just, he's just, there isn't one. He is not, uh, he doesn't, there's no age on him. He's not weird and cringe. Like most. Yeah. Some comics stick in one style. Yeah. He adapts. Yeah, he's very, it is just like talking to somebody our age that is just like very much on the level. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's been really good. And uh, has there been any controversy in working with him? Madison, there was a protest mm-hmm. that I got, I kind of got into an argument with a woman there where I was like, what would it take for you guys to forgive him? What would it take for you to condone him coming who back? Who the fuck is protest? Like who are, like, they're like, they're young. Mm-hmm. Uh, anarchy kind of girls. Okay. Shaved um, heads or some stuff. Not or as not far as that, mm-hmm. b- but they wish. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? <laughs> um, but they follow them on TikTok. But I paid so much for balayage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're it's mad. It's very expensive. They're mad, angsty. Because I, when I asked that, I was like, what would it take for you guys to, what would that, and they were completely, they had nothing. They were like, that's not the question. And I was like, that's my question. And they were like, that's not, that's not what we're talking about. And I'm like, okay, you guys, you don't want to have conversation. Did you approach have, them as someone who who works with them, or did you just like, hey? I was just standing outside the club, and I think they knew who I was, but um, I I didn't approach them as somebody working for them. Okay. I approached them as like somebody who was like, "What do you guys want to see from it? What What do you guys feel should happen? You know?" And they were like, "We just don't think rapists should be working." And I was like, "Who exactly? Rapists? Did he rape?" And they were like, the, you know, that's technically, and I was like, oh my God, you guys are, I was like, I think you might have a lot of misinformation, which is totally understandable because that's what the, you know, internet does. Mm-hmm. But I think that you guys need to like to find the research and find the apology, find all these things, find out what, you know, and they were just like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, I was expecting a little bit more of a pushback, like an analytical pushback, but there, really, there wasn't much. And that's it. That's all I've got. Nobody shit on me. I have... Because it'd be so weird if they attacked a woman for getting work. You know what I mean? A a woman who's getting opportunities. Yeah. I mean, he lets me joke about it on stage. He lets me be like, yeah, Louis lets me... Louis comes on me and then he lets me open for him. Like, (laughs) I can say he lets me do that as much as I want. He, like... He doesn't care at all. And it's like... um, I know it is funny. It's it's almost like I want to be like... Well, you you girls don't have to be on the road with him and listen to him regale me about stories of his past for a hundred thousand years, okay, motherfuckers? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it is like, I mean it is it is very bizarre because I expected people to be like, "What the fuck are you doing? Are you not an ally?" And I haven't not one thing, not yeah. one thing on Instagram, not one thing from somebody from a somebody from a somebody who told me about it, like. Yeah. I, if anything, the most controversial thing that's happened to me lately is getting into the cellar. That has made me lose friends. 
Really? Ooh. Totally. Yeah, that has made it so people, you know. Jealousy? Oh, I really want to hear about uh, if you're f- comfortable talking more. <laughs> it's definitely made there are some people that I was close to where it's like you see them now and they're like, what's up? And you're like, what are you? What? We've spent. We're such good friends. And they're like, all right, where are you? At? Or they won't say where are you at? They they don't want to know that you're going to the cellar. They don't want to talk about it. And they're like, yeah, yeah, I'm doing really good. Everything's really good with me. And I'm like, whoa, I didn't, I didn't even say anything. And they're like, yeah, everything's fine. All right. Well, anyway, later. And you're like, what did I do? What? Did, and it was happening a couple times with a few people that I was like really close to. And, and I think it was Louie was like, it's because you got into the cellar, dude. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. Did that happen to you? No, I, I mean, I got here. I got to New York six years into comedy and I got passed within the year. Yeah. So it didn't give enough time for people to like watch me bomb. <laughs> Like, you know, oh, people yeah, have been yeah, watching yeah. me bomb. You like, came, I remember been bombing You also ago. came and you were like on late night and like a bunch of other stuff. Like, yeah. I came like, here it was like a little bit of a. I had my shit together. I didn't, yeah. but it, like, I, it's going yeah, the I other way, LA together. to New York. People kind of like, I got like a, a boosted resume and never really felt picked on here. Never really felt like I had to like work to earn people's you respect. Just were already, yeah. You didn't yeah. Know. Which, boy, did I, the, it was the opposite experience in LA. LA, I just got my ass handed to me in like every way. But, wow, uh, yeah, moved. what's that? Yeah. Jeez. I'm so much happier here, but you, sur- yeah. you surpassed welcome. the, you, you didn't, um, outgrow anybody here. That was the trick. Mm-hmm. That's how yeah. You, that's okay. about right. right. Yeah. I, I entered as a proficient. That's Manhattan interesting. Club yeah. You, nobody was like, you, nobody was on your level working with you and then you got bumped up. That's, yeah. that's where the. Have you ever like had a conversation about that with those people? No, or? I never, they wouldn't, I don't, they wouldn't acknowledge it for sure. But it is, um, there's also like a, it's like, well, now there's a bridge between us that I, I don't really want you to feel, I don't want to hear about how good it is. I don't want to, and our friendship is so close that to have something like that, that we can't talk about is going to put distance behind us. So it's well, a little it's bit like, like a that. shame, but I guess I get it. Yeah. Comedy's but, tough. But people you know? don't know they're doing it also. And they're just like, well, for, it, Jordan's just been kind of, you know, shitty lately. You know, they don't know what it's, what yeah, is happening. But like why there's a, I think I've even had experiences like that where I'm like, yeah, I don't know. We just like grew apart. And then later I'm like, it's because you were, yeah, you wanted like, or like, yeah, it's because they were like super hot and got a hot boyfriend. And I was just like, well, we're in different worlds, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we are fucking, are we can't planets. relate anymore. Yeah, Totally. <laughs> It's it's amazing how when someone makes you feel worse about yourself, even inadvertently, you can find things wrong with them. Like you blame it on oh, their faults totally. and not your own, uh, you know, insecurities. Yeah, it's to- it's just a coping mechanism. Yep. Yeah, it's so effective. But uh, LA sucked. I had it was my fault. I came in with such an attitude. I was like oh, two years in comedy. Yeah, two years in with an attitude. Yeah, Where'd I had you a Comedy get it? Central credit, so I thought oh, I was hot shit. shit, and it was just a total fluke that I got it. And I got there thinking, oh, I have, I have a credit. And then I, the, I did the first season of this show on Comedy Central with all these really, really good comics. And I was just like, oh, I guess I'm on their level. I guess yeah. I'm on the same level as Brent Morin and Ron Funches. Like, yeah. Uh, it, Jesus. I, no. And so I was like, oh, I'll get in the clubs. I'll, I moved I moved at a point that was equidistant from like the three the three Hollywood clubs, you know, the improv laugh factory in the store. I'm like, I'll get in. I'll get in all of them. I'll get in all of them. And I never got in any of them. And, uh, <laughs> oh, and then yeah, yeah. had a lot of, it was, the scene is so split in LA like in LA it's like in New York you you get it good enough in the alt world that you get into the clubs that's right. how it works at the end of that track the best alt comics end up in the clubs whereas in, in LA they are divergent paths yeah so the alt scene didn't want me because I mean mostly because I was a dick but yeah. also because I was what they perceived me as more of a club act 
and I felt, I mean, I felt in between those two worlds. Yeah. Things came around, but I uh, had a lot of like trouble getting booked on shows in the West Hollywood and the East, East side areas. Just, it was clicky uh, for my perceptions. But. Is it cause you're objectively attractive? Um, uh, thank you. That's um, an issue. It, you know, there's, there's, the, I, I have to check how I act a lot. I always, I always try to remind myself of like anything that can be perceived as arrogant will. I like, mean, way oh, yeah. more so, especially. Michael has this problem now what, that he's really? fit. Yeah, no, it's not. I don't Did wear. Did he used to not be fit? He used to be a little tub scout. He's chubby. ripped. He's like so much. Like no, I know. I, I don't think stage. I remember meeting him prior to. I wear long sleeves on stage. If I wear a t-shirt, I bomb. Or not. I, if I wear yeah. a t-shirt, it's just harder. I don't like it. Yeah. You always, you have a pretty distinct style, which is very cool. I've been trying to like wear shorts and dresses more just to like yeah. fucking feel it out. Yeah. You know, just like. If I look too feminine on stage, I have a, I have to change. Interesting. Oh my god, it's horrible. Yeah. What? Well, well, how does it affect your act? Uh, it's just a rupture. I'm just a seizure. It doesn't. I'm like. Hey, do you think it's a you thing or the audience thing? Oh me, me, me. Yeah, it's me. I'm a humiliated. Really. Yeah. I'm a. I'm in drag. Yeah. I'm in drag, and I'm humiliated. It's like a bit in a dream when you don't have any pants on. Hmm. I'm like, oh, my friends are like, we're gonna go out to this club. Can you just fucking look nice for once? And I'm like, okay, great, but I have to do a spot. That spot will be awful. Like I have to bring yeah. something else because I'll just be like, I have this is. I will be apologetic for my existence on stage, which is that's so you, interesting. Yeah, I, if I'm wearing like a the the more boyish I dress, or not the more boyish, but the more on brand I dress, yeah, the easier. Yeah, it yeah. Is. Laura's still experimenting. I don't know. I think it's kind of fun to like, especially right now, like it doesn't fucking matter what I do. Like I'm very much in like a, just wear whatever, figure out what you try everything, you know? Um, You have to feel hot, but know that the stage is going to make you look bad. You know what I mean? Like that feeling like you can't, every time I go up on stage, I'm like, I look fucking good. I don't do well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to. Exactly. I don't want to dress like, hot but i want to dress like how i want to dress you know what i mean yes so i was getting like you i was getting pretty sick of like wearing just like jeans and a t-shirt over and over because i'm like i don't wear jeans and a t-shirt all the time yeah so why do i have to keep doing this but you also want to be distinctive like i always settled on wearing something i was like if i have to air in one direction boat shoes and a collared shirt it's a look yeah and also gives me control over what type i am and then i can can work jokes towards that or even if i don't want to like i have the fail safe of having some I'm also Easy. just too curvy to wear. Like why, your outfit's so cool, but it would look very different. Your legs me. are so strong, which yeah, is yeah, it's just a whole fucking yeah. thing. I mean, all of it's a nightmare. This it's is a nightmare. I find Women, it figuring out. I wear the same shirts so every day. I have 150 of these Ar- Artesia from that. Place. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Artesia. I wear wife wife beaters and the same fucking pants. Oh use them to my find god! The well, thing listen. That you feel good in. Yeah, get some high waisted shorts, baby. Yeah. Do you aim for some kind of androgyny? Is that the goal? I think it's like, um, I don't want to, it's more like, um, utilitarian. I'm always aiming to look extremely utilitarian and not, and definitely the punk thing also helps me do well on stage. Um, I never, uh, you never see your tattoos. I don't remember ever seeing them. I I know, I always cover, cover them up. Why? Oh, they're so cool. Just fall, winter, and New York is cold as hell. Do you have? Do you have any clips with those out? I bet people would really like them. They're fucking There's cool. There's one clip really with them cool. out. The, they new. The they look two, fresh. These these are all old. Oh. No. Then this one's relatively old. This one's new. Oh. 
But yeah, I mean, I've also just been getting a lot more tattoos in the last year because well, I once would... you get one, you just go crazy. Oh, I want one so bad. Don't. Caleb Dressel, man. Do uh. not do it. It is a nightmare. It is crazy. I was passed out today and Jack took a picture of me. He was like, look at this picture of you sleeping. And I was like, my arm is covered in tattoos. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, how did this happen? Those are going to be there. I have a bird on my, I mean, it looks like a fucking pirate. It's crazy. <laughs> You're like a permanent oh pirate. God. That's hilarious. He's just like. It, I think they're very cool. And I think you should thanks. show them when you do stand up because it's distinctive. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. They're just, that's my get opinion. Louis opinion first. Yeah, Louis the, hates that I have tattoos. Louis's like, "What are you doing here?" Oh, what a boomer! <laughs> yeah. He's. I, I thought mean, he was with it. It is a uh, yeah. The androgyny thing is definitely. I don't want to. I hate the like. I'm just a lesbian on stage thing. So it's. I want to do more feminine than that. But it is a balance. If I feel well, bad on stage, I do not do. It's so crazy. And it's you got to do what women. makes you feel good. And that's like why I'm like, why am I wearing the same thing over and over? But that's not what I normally wear. But sometimes when you shake it up, that can be scary too. We need yeah. lockers at the clubs. I want that so bad to be able to, because especially with. All right, guys, I'm going to hit the showers. Yeah, then, then I'd be like, well, why do they get the locker closer to the stage? That's does that really does SC like Mateo like more? Is that why he gets the bigger locker than me? Well, I talked to Val about this and I was like, okay, this will be like when I went to Waldorf, instead of names on the lockers, it'll be symbols. Like you're the acorn or you're the planet or you're the, and that way there won't be like I would be read like those a, like tarot cards. I know. Yeah, 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 totally. But that way there won't be the Matthew Broussard. Acorns God, grow you know. oaks, trees. Like they're so big and powerful. Yeah, yeah. Well, this one has the star. Why does it have the star? Oh, God star, damn it. He's a star. <laughs> well we've been going for a while i have two but more I've... questions oh, okay. okay getting past the cellar what was the process like oh shit do you gotta I, go i do have to go okay um you just left have you back on part two okay process of the cellar though was michael roland okay michael roland pushed for me with liz and liz really liked me and i was she like, saw you I at can... the dinner shows she saw me at the dinner shows yeah which is what a fucking horror a horror story of a showcase because yeah, was but like you've the, done so many parks situation. and shit. That Dude, like the parks cares? had me fucking tight. I was yeah. literally a boxer at that point. Like yeah. having to wrangle people who were being attacked by birds and dogs and like white claws being thrown at your face and being in a room like that was like you're know, like I'm oh just plexi happy plexiglass that... partition suck my dick. Oh yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I don't give a partition. shit. It was just so. <laughs> And it was so fine. And Michael was there and Shane Torres was there and it was Ugh. like very warm and good. And um, and then, yeah, I went to Mexico and in Mexico, SD emailed me and it was great. And then I could hang out with my friends all week, came back, had a great audition. They were like, you're going up after Judy. And I was like, Judy, who? And they're like, it's Judy Gold. And I was like, okay, just a way more advanced version of myself. Great. Perfect. Awesome. <laughs> um, and it was a... Uh, yeah, I mean, it was great. And now, yeah, I mean, it's the best place ever. The Charizard to my... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the nine tails to yeah. the whatever the fuck. Yeah. <laughs> You're evolved. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, that was how it was. And then I got passed with Caitlin, which was like, I had been doing Same art again. handling gigs with yeah. Caitlin, and it was one of those things where I knew that she should be in more than me. So if I got in and she hadn't, when we had been doing all these gigs, our handling gigs and dreaming about it and talking about it constantly, it just couldn't have been better. It couldn't have been more perfect that they were, that we got past the exact same time. Yeah. It was yeah. so fun. I got a picture of y'all together right yeah. after she came upstairs after getting past. It was so crazy. It was yeah. such a good night. Uh, where can people check you out? Um, I'm going to be on the road in Albany with Dusty Slay, uh, the 20th, 21st and 22nd. And then I'm going to be, uh, 
shit. I don't know if I can say the Louis stuff, but watch out for that. We will follow you on it. Will you post it on Instagram? And stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and me and Michael Rowland are going on tour. What? Down south in September to Greensboro and Atlanta and uh, Savannah and Nashville and cool. uh, Planet of the Tapes, wherever that is. So, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, Look over that. What it, it's Jordan. We'll, we'll tag it too. Jordan, Jordan Jensen. LOL. Stop. I love it. Right. I know. I was like, I know it. I know it. Well, thank you so much, Jordan. Thanks I really enjoyed this. Thank you. Have a good one. Bye.